This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 082, On the Run. is the seventh song on Discovery, third song on Side 2. In the liner notes for the 2001 remaster of Discovery, Jeff Lynn wrote, I was in the mode of wacky intros, and On the Run has one of them. It seems I tried to make it the most annoying intro in the world, and it probably still is. Good thing, too. In the summer 1979, the vinyl edition, volume two, number two, Jeff described how the opening was made. Actually, that is a, a table tennis ball on a piece of glass on the table tennis table in the studio. It's Mac throwing an ashtray through one of the screens that uh, separate the drums off from the rest of the studio. And what else is it? It's a door slamming. In the same interview, Jeff said, This song speaks of a need for casualness and non-commitment within a relationship. The song was covered by Sixpence, None the Richer in 2001 and Andrew Vogt in 2010. Run for your life! I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsensen. And the last couple days there has been a big huge debate on the ELO Facebook groups that say that Jeff Lynn is ELO. I say no. No, he is not. It's not just him. This song is an excellent example of why this is a whole band thing. It's not just Jeff. Sure, it was his idea. Sure, he wrote it. Sure, he produced it. But everybody brings something to this song. Kelly Grocutt's bass playing on this is freaking awesome. To keep that up for three or four minutes, it's, 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 he's got the skills, and it's really great. Bev Bevan's drumming brings energy to the song that just makes it an even more fun song that I can't see Jeff doing on his own, judging by the drumming I've heard Jeff do. You get Lewis Clark with the string arrangements, the nice little string plucking that also makes this a great fun song, and Richard Tandy's keyboarding and synthesizering. Everybody here helps make Jeff Lynn's song a much better song, and I don't think it would be this good if it was just Jeff recording himself over himself a bunch of times. Everybody brings their own thing to it and makes a really fun, really great song that I've liked ever since I first heard it. I like the song too. It's got a nice bundle of energy to it. really love the keyboards on it. Everybody talks about the intro, but for some reason I kind of didn't pay too much attention to the intro. (laughs) But no, I really like how the song flows and it's very catchy and it's definitely a lot more than when you hear Jeff Lynn do something on his own which uh yeah the thing is is hearing him on his own doing almost everything it just 
sounds like somebody who went into the studio and went, let's get this over with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for ELO at this time period, there's a lot of weight to be carrying for one guy. And I'm not saying Jeff Lynne ain't no creative genius who can't carry the weight. But when you've got brilliant musicians that he's got lined up here in ELO, it really helps spread the load and helps make for a much better song that just, I don't know. Again, I, I know it's all Jeff. He produced, he wrote, this was his idea for the song. But when you're in a band, even if the band is playing what this one guy said, I want you to play this like this, people still bring their own thing to the music. It's not like Bev and Tandy and, and Groquette are just machines and Jeff types in the code into a little diskette and sticks it in their back and then they go. People bring their own stuff to the music. So to dismiss the other guys as just hired hands, I think that's really short-sighted of how the musical process works. And you can hear it in Jeff's later stuff, which we will get to in about two years. Yeah, it's a lot different hearing something that has a bit of energy to it mm -hmm. where you can hear all the different parts that even though he might be credited as the writer you know that there's certain parts of it that were added in by the different musicians as they went along and that whole creative process whether or not the original musician wrote it that whole creative process of adding stuff to it is a completely different thing rather than just hearing some guy plot along in 4-4 time <laughs> yeah. with a song that sounds like, well, sounds like things that he did 20, 30 years prior. Yeah, yeah. So there's a demo version of this song on the remaster, and I really like that one too. I'm on the And it's a, a neat alternate take on it. It reminds me of uh, whoever that lady was that did all the classical soundtrack stuff for A Clockwork Orange. Wendy Carlos? That's, I knew it was a Wendy. It just sounds like that 1970, late 60s synthesizer-y. Um, you never paid much attention to the opening sound effects. I always did. That was the first thing that grabbed me. I mean, obviously, it's the start of the song. But still, I like playing with sound. I like neat sound effects, and I really like that. So let's dissect these sounds that starts off on the run. It's a door slamming. Table tennis ball on a piece of glass. Table tennis table in the studio. Mac throwing an ashtray through one of the screens that uh, separate the drums off from the rest of the studio. I always... And it's not just because when I first saw it, I saw it when On TV showed the video album for Discovery. I don't know if it was 79 or 80. Both of those years kind of blur into each other for me. But in the video, it does show cartoon pinball machine launching. Even without the video, it really does sound like a pinball machine starting up. And not what it is, which is a ball being bounced on glass, an ashtray being thrown, and a door being slammed shut. Well, you wouldn't believe what type of sounds you can get once you manipulate everything. Well, yes, I've I've discovered that to be true, too. I've been able to use a cassette getting mulched as percussion before. <laughs> I did a remake of While My Guitar Gently Weeps, and there's a guitar solo on it. And I don't have any special effects to run my guitar through. I just did it, plain old, plain old. And then I fussed with the effects and got a completely different sound that almost sounds like the glasses that you rub the edge of.
comic strip and I wrote a Christmas special for it. And since I lived in Phoenix, going outside and getting sounds of walking on snow was a little bit hard to do. So I searched the internet and I found a sound called head being crushed. And it sounded just like walking in snow. I think that's all I got before we start drifting into sound engineering. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. Great song and another great non-disco song mm-hmm. on Discovery. Fan-damn-tastic friggin' song. Many times in my life I've said, Sweet Jesus, I gotta hear On the Run. Got something to say about On the Run? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375 Call now! Hello, this is Troy White, and it's a thought from Troy. I like On the Run. It's not my favorite ELO song, but I do like it. I think the disco flourish works better with this song than it did for Last Train to London. And I really like the d-d-don't-wanna-lose-it part. That reminds me of my Sharona and You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. I kind of like that when rock stars stutter. The Holly hiccup and all that. One thing that I've always, that's always puzzled me about On the Run, actually it's two things. First of all, I don't know why it wasn't released as a single. I don't know if it would have gone top 10, but maybe top 30. I could see it getting a lot of airplay in discos and at roller rinks. And secondly, I'm surprised that it hasn't, at least to the best of my knowledge, it hasn't been used in the soundtrack of any movie. I think it would be a great soundtrack song, especially in a movie that includes dancing. And I also think it would have been great to include in the soundtrack of Xanadu, especially in that roller rink scene. Well, actually, I don't know if Xanadu had a roller rink scene or not. Uh, so I've heard. Um, I've never seen it. <clears throat> never. Swear to God, may God strike me dead. <laughs> Lies made baby Jesus cry. But anyway, I think that would have been a great song to have in the background while they're on roller skates and dancing. And I think it would have been great with drum dreams or, I don't know, this may seem like heresy to some, but I would have personally liked to hear On the Run instead of drum dreams. But enough of that right now. I have a feeling we'll be talking about Xanadu soon enough. And also, the video's really fun for this song, too. This has been a thought from Troy. If you donate to the podcast through our Patreon site, patreon.com slash ELOpod, you can get bumper stickers, produce an episode, or for just $1 per episode, $4 a month, you can hear shows a week before they're released to the world. Or skip all that and just hand it over directly through PayPal using the email address ELOFTMpodcast.com at gmail.com Great moments in Electric Light Orchestra history When you're listening to that and suddenly at the end there's this really nice change was that there when you originally wrote it, or did you suddenly decide on that in the studio? It wasn't done in the studio, it was done at, uh, when we were rehearsing it. It's just one of those things that I suddenly started playing this little riff on the guitar, and it slowed, slowed it down, and it suddenly became a different beat altogether. And it was a nice thing to work on. 
just basically a little um, accident. Mm. You know, just started playing something else at the end while everybody else was playing the same riff and I was slowing it down and everybody joined in. It felt really nice, you know. So it's one of those things that uh, just came out of the blue. Are you on Facebook? <laughs> Okay, sounds like you are. Make the experience more enjoyable by joining the Facebook group Jeff Lynn's Blue World. Not only can you post anything even slightly tangentially related to ELO without some tin-plated nerd with delusions of godhood blocking, deleting, or removing you, but you can win sh <laughs> ELO calendars, ties, even tickets to Xanadu. Ah, oh, crap! Uh, not the movie, the play. <laughs> Jeff Lynn's Blue World. I thank God that the dream came true. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I'm gonna tell you about the song today. I'm going to give the song a so-so. Hey, she hated it, liked it. Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song -song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 083, Wishing. On the run. Got... Got something to... Got something to say about On the Run? Then call the telephone line voicemail.